0: This is episode 50 with the interesting and inspiring Kevin Miller. Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast. My name is Bhavik Patel and each week, I bring you a super interesting conversation with an inspiring entrepreneur on how they live their life outside their business and what inspires them to live life big. Thank you for taking time to spend with me today and it's time to let the positivity flow. Today's conversation is with Kevin Miller, an entrepreneur who moved from Scotland to sunny Australia over 15 years ago and has never looked back. From creating a multi-million dollar carpentry business from inception, he has now moved in a different direction where he uses his words to inspire people through his media work with the Business Growth Podcasts small business radio show, and business growth, his small business mentorship business. Very much like myself, having ongoing relationships and stimulating conversations is something he's very passionate about. He loves stories and is always looking to learn and evolve as a person by seeking new challenges and adventures and also sharing knowledge to help one another. If you get something out of this podcast then don't forget to hit the like button, leave a comment and subscribe. And share it with someone you love to show you care now for the one and only kevin miller
1: yeah so i'm kevin miller um obviously i hail from scotland i've been living in perth western australia for now just over 15 years um yeah very very happy here i'm married beautiful wife gail got two lovely girls Maisie and etta and yeah i guess i would class myself as an entrepreneur you know i come here um, as I said, fifteen, sixteen years ago, with no real great plan, no real great intention. It was just a fresh start, and not escaping anything as such. You know, I was very happy in Scotland as well, but just looking to looking to the sort of broaden my horizons a little bit. And um, after living here for that long, I, I don't know where the time goes, and I'm enjoying the ride and enjoying the journey.
0: Brilliant. So, something <laughs> you said there. Kevin, when you moved from Scotland to Australia, you said there was no real plan. It was just, let's see what these new shores bring us um, and what delights they'll show us. Now, when you start your journey in that way, there's a lot of people that are in a situation where we still have seen lockdown in the UK. Um, Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of fear and maybe uncertainty as to where things are going, where things are planning. Sometimes human behaviour dictates that we try and plan too much and we overthink and we think things should be a certain way. When sometimes if you just let go and let the universe guide your path, things can open up and doors can open um, that you may not have seen before. Now, from your experience, um, by not having a major plan, especially when it comes to life and business, etc., do you find that you, 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 you're more open to new ideas and new opportunities because there isn't a big plan and then you roll from there or do you think having a big plan before you start is a better way?
1: I mean my own, I can only speak from my own experience but certainly I believe that you know, you know planning is important don't get me wrong when in a business context planning is important and then um, you know I would, I would definitely um, suggest doing that in terms of where you want to grow your business as such but as a person um, I, I believe that ha- not having a plan can sometimes lead to a little bit more clarity you know mental clarity because you're not tied or you're not bogged down in in other other things you know you're not you're not going in one direction and as you said sometimes having that mental clarity and having having those ideas and those opportunities you're in you're in a better position to to grasp them, you know. And and I've don't get me wrong. I like to plan. I do I do plan certain aspects of of things that we do with my children and things like that. But I also like the excitement of not having a plan. The excitement excites me. You know, it excites me to to see what see where the universe takes you and see what happens. And uh, you know, you've got to be open to that as well. I believe.
0: Yeah, and another interesting thing um, you mentioned. So when you started your um first business or the business that you grew up grew into quite a big sort of venture um yeah what do you think you know a lot of a lot of people that start business they say the four first four years are the most critical or most important in terms of growing it or dying so a lot of businesses die off within the first four years and when you get past that stage then you can almost be in a sort of infancy or 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 middle stage of business in terms of okay, what's the new plan or which way it's going? It's so, so exciting at that stage still because there's so many new options and new avenues to explore. Now, for you, what was your business journey in terms of when you when, when you went over to Australia and how did you start and grow to a point where you said, actually, now I've got it to this point in terms of size and things, I want to venture into new avenues and new things that make light me up more.
1: Yeah, I mean, my own, my own journey um in terms of business was very much as I said before I moved here and with no great plan and I I I am a worker I like to work you know I think as and from from our part of the world in particular I think it's ingrained in us that we should be working and that we're meant to work and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that I think having a good work ethic is important Um, and certainly it's something that I that I sort of have and when I came here, albeit I never had a plan, but I, I did want to work. I did want to get working, you know, establish some roots and, and establish myself in the country. And initially, um, my first well, my first job, my first job in Australia was actually in um, doing a sales role, and that was working for a health club here. So I guess similar to your fitness first type idea in the UK, um, I came from a professional football background in Scotland. Prior to that was my really it was really my only ever. Um, job essentially I was a professional footballer in Scotland and then I came to the end of my contract there and I had obviously the element of fitness and exercise and I, and I found myself in this in the gym environment not knowing what to do not knowing when to go and um, so I found myself in a sales role at a local health club and at that point I could only actually work we were dictated by the visa so we I could only work for three months at a time um, on a specific on a, on a in a specific job back then so you had to it was it was work classed as a working holiday visa and um, so three months at a time and then you had to change employers so started at the went to the gym worked there for three months that was my first job I learned sales um, I understood sales I loved it I was I loved the psychology of it I loved I loved I just loved the challenge of it as well and um, essentially just selling gym memberships very very basic stuff but I learned so much. I learned so much in those three months um, that is really that really stood me in good stead for for where I went from there. And obviously, I could only work there for three months, so I found myself in a situation where I had just learned some some new skills. I really enjoyed learning the new skills, um, very useful skills, skills that are still used to this day. And I moved into a completely different space, which was the the trade environment, and and i guess um that was that was a complete change for me so my at the time my brother-in-law who's a carpenter um he was working doing timber flooring at that at that time and i really just was looking for a job and he said look why don't you come and work with me um you can start off doing the labouring and start learning the job and yeah i mean it's a long story so but really the <laughs> bit, the sort of shorter version is that I learned that trade under, under the guidance of my brother-in-law at the time and um, from scratch. And I learned the, I learned everything about that trade as far as how it works, what, what to do, what not to do, how to, you know, how to do things properly and um, had an apprenticeship in that, in that, in that space, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, like we, we grew that business ridiculously, you know, overnight really. We started off, started off on the tools. We had a team of 30 guys overnight and, um, because there was so much opportunity here, you know, and there was so having that sales, having that sales and entrepreneurial mindset, I just could see the opportunities. I could see that they could be tied along to anything, essentially. But in that, at that time, it was the at that time it was the, the trade environment, and so we grew the business. I learned it from scratch. We grew the business, had a large team of contractors. Became basically the benchmark um, contracting team here in Perth and then we then we grew it again to the point that we that we had the retail premises, and we had more well, we had more than one retail premises but um that journey, so that four year that you know that that from infancy or and, and maturity and the growth phase and everything it happened quite organically it happened quite it happened quite quickly um and to be honest, uh, going back to the planning thing it's we still to this day I still think about it because we never had. I used to say to my business partner at the time, Russell, what are we doing? If we're not, if we don't know what we're doing, then we're just trading more. We're just doing it for the sake of doing it. We're just, what are we actually, what's the end goal here? And, you know, albeit whenever never wrote anything down, whenever never had a business plan as such, I'm not one of those, I wasn't one of those, um, business owners, I guess, but I could see the opportunity and I knew there was a direction and between the two of us, um, just in conversation, we just identified the opportunities and started taking it further and it happened pretty quick. It happened pretty, pretty quickly. And, It's, um, you know, on on reflection, on reflection, it's, um, it was very, very enjoyable. You know, it was a fantastic thing. It was, it was uh, some fantastic stories that that we, you know, some, some great stuff. And you learn, the learning, I mean, the learning, the, the, the things that you learn along the way. It's incredible.
0: And it's and it's brilliant. Like you said, you you you're learning from scratch because you're completely open. Your eyes are open, your ears are open to everything new. Some someone, you know, you would probably recognise this yourself. When you've been in a, a trade or a skill set or an or on occupation for a while, sometimes you start missing certain things. And when someone new comes in, they'll start pointing things out to you, And like, well, oh yeah, didn't really see that. And it's a brilliant time, especially if you're interested in it. If you're just doing, mm-hmm. like you said. I think there's so much negative connotation to the word work, um, especially, I don't know what it's like in Australia, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I've, like you said, I'm similar to you. My mindset is always been, I, you know, I've done days, I've done months, where I've worked sort of eight, nine in the morning to two in the morning continuous in two mm. businesses and things like that and it, because I never saw it as work I saw it as something I enjoy I, that, that I'm doing yeah um, and I've yeah. now changed the word work in my own vocabulary to service how do we give service because when we're mm. giving service which is in effect what we're doing by you know exchanging our value with someone else's value whether that be money or time um, to try and help and support someone else on their journey whatever that is whatever skills we have And I think that's the way the universe works, doesn't it? We all have a skill set. We all are good at something. And someone else who is not or doesn't want to be, we then exchange, you know, time and money for our skill sets. And that's, in effect, the basics of business, isn't it? That's how that works. So from that venture, you've now moved into sort of different direction, which is more about, um, I think, um, in terms of helping Smaller business, helping entrepreneurs, being more experienced yeah. experienced and things. So, what what kind of things are you doing now?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look. First of all, I again, I just want to probably make it clear that I had that business for near, pretty much fifteen years, fourteen or fifteen years. And again, I came to the end of that journey not having a plan, and that's the truth. I came to the end of that journey. Um, you know, I loved every second of it. Don't get me wrong, but there came it came to I came to the I came to the fortunate position, and I, I think I should. I think I'm a grateful person, but certainly I came in a fortunate position where I had the things that that most people would strive for. Not so much money, and not so much the the thing, the bigger like the the life, the work life balance, and being able to take my kids to school and my phone systemizing the business so that my phone's not ringing all the you know all the time, and just finding myself in a space where I needed stimulation again. I needed some sort of stimulation, and um, so yeah, so that that's really where the motivation came from. To, to step away from that business. it was. I felt like I had done everything with it that I needed to do, that I could do, provided the service that I could in terms of the value I could give the people that I was training in terms of staff, um, you know, the, the stakeholders, the other the other people that I was dealing with on a daily basis. I felt like I'd given them everything that I could and I needed new no stimulation. And I found myself, again, as I said, without a plan. And, it was, and it, I don't know if there's a pattern to this because it seems like it's something that I keep doing, but... I found myself with no plan. And um I was I kinda of, I promised my wife, I said, Look, I'm I'm gonna have it kind of fell at the, the school holiday period. I said, I'm gonna do two or three weeks off where I I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna have time with the ch- the kids and, and the children and, and just do nothing for a couple of weeks. And again, as you know, the entrepreneurial say you, you get at your feet, you start right, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? You know? And then um, I couldn't rest really in my way. And I've always had, I guess. To sort of answer your question, like I've always had people seek me out for information. I've always had um, staff or friends or, you know, Kevin, what do you think about this? And I always felt like I had a wisdom, a knowledge base without being too, you know, self-promoting. But I did feel like I had a, a knowledge base and a bit of wisdom that I could share with people, certainly in a business context. And I just found myself in a situation where I thought, well, I need to do something with it because if I... And I'm also of the opinion that if I don't, I might forget, you know? So I'm also of the opinion that I feel I get a bit antsy because I feel like if I don't use it, then I'll lose it, you know, that old thing, you know? mm-hmm. So I found myself in that position where I was worried about losing it and I wanted to help people and I thought I have to share what I have. And then I moved into, and I moved into the, I guess, what you'd class here as the business coaching space. And um, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. It's one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done. And um, just, just the conversations again. Looking for that, looking for that um, stimulation. You know, meeting interesting people, talking to them about interesting things. Their journey, their why, their challenges. You know, identifying how they can overcome their challenges um, and opportunities as well. Obviously, you know, identifying opportunities. And so, I've been very fortunate. And in the space of about in the space of about three weeks, I'd started another business and. I was um you know registered to, registered the domain name did all the things that, that I'd learned to do previously um which I probably find easy, but some people starting up don't always understand you know and it just just overnight i just I'm the type of person that um once I make a decision once I've decided upon it then i and then I'll, I kind of identify where it is that i need to I need to talk to and where it is I need to go and who I need to see and and from that point on, I've never really looked back. It's just been—it's uh, been a bit crazy. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. So, um, I've never really looked for work, if I'm honest. You know, i have i have always had, and I think I've always had the work since I started this business. Um, and I, but I think that's just relationship based. I think that's just a matter of the message that you're articulating and what you what you can what you can bring to the table and. And I've, I've, I've identified, identified them to, the ones to talk to.
0: Yeah. And I've always believed it's its intention. You know, it's the intention that we come with our, you know, with our offering or our message in terms of if our intention is to try and help, try and support in the most meaningful way that we understand. Yes. Somehow we are always looked after, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, in terms of when I started my business, I worked in corporate for six months and then um, didn't like, the politics of corporate organisations, you know, in terms of about knowing people as opposed to working hard and things like this. So I thought I'm going to leave that and I set up my own business. This was 22 years ago now, and yeah. from in that journey, set up this that business, had another one, then bought another one and closed that one, bought another one and sold that one, and so it's always been some kind of entrepreneur thing going on. And like you said, I think I've just got an. I or, or thought, you know, coming from my background and my dad had his own business, a lot of my family have their own business, et cetera. So it was almost like a given. And now moving forward, if I decided that, okay, I, you know, that end of that venture is now, I don't think I'd ever look for a job. I'd look for another opportunity, in which I wanted to shape myself. Yeah. I think that's, you know, yeah. When you say yeah. I, maybe it's unemployable, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, no, yeah, it's a term, yeah, it's, <laughs> the term comes up here a lot,
1: and I agree, you know. But don't get me wrong, I, I um, you know, I, albeit we're, you know, as an as as entrepreneurs or as people that look for, you, you are confident. Don't get me wrong, you you are a confident person, but I'm, if I'm honest, um, and going back to what you said about the intent thing, right? So you know, I, I believe I've got value to, to provide people, you know, based on previous experience, but I'm still, albeit, yes, I'm confident, but I'm still considering whether I'm going to be any good at it, you know, and mm-hmm. you can be, the, you could be in business for 30 years and move into something else and not know if you're actually going to be able to do, to do what you say that is that you're going to do. And, um, but I keep, and I have been through that. I've actually lived through that for the last few months where I've been dealing with clients and, um you know for all all different levels as well you know and um finding myself thinking well what, what am I going to bring to the table for and what is it that I'm actually going to be able to provide and and, and the conversation I've had myself and my wife and the reason I mention it is because I think at the end of the day if you if I go home and my intent's correct and my intent is to to help and my intent is to to improve then I'm always going to be doing the right thing and that's irrespective of whether I believe that I'm fantastic what i do or not i think that's the place to start from you know and it's exactly what you said about the intent and that's all all walks of life as far as i'm concerned that's that's how you should conduct yourself anyway
0: yeah and how do you deal with that so that's that's quite an interesting point you just mentioned earlier which is self-doubt so you know Mm -hmm. you could be in that position where you've got a wealth of experience under your belt and you want to try something new and you may not have the specific experience for that, but you know ninety percent you can work it out, and then ten percent you'll work out as you know. As, as, yeah, you, as you, They call that winging it. it. It's an Australian
1: I, term. Winging it.
0: I, <laughs> I use that sparingly. For me, it's usually sixty to seventy percent, and thirty <laughs> percent. But um, how how do you deal with that? Let's let's talk about the mental side of things. So so where. Yeah you question that can i do this am i am I, you know the imposter syndrome am i meant to be yeah good? yeah you know things. think yeah how do you is there any tools or tips that you may be able to share that maybe help people like listening
1: because it is real yeah i um, yeah and i think i think first of all being aware of it is important mm-hmm. you know just actually i did just act, actually acknowledge acknowledging it you know acknowledging that yeah okay well that's that's how i'm feeling and but what am I going to do about it? You know, that's I, I kind of have a process in my head where, if I'm doing something, if I'm doing something that scares me or something that I have any element of doubt to it, you know, and I've done a lot of scary things recently that I never thought I'd be doing. Um, and I, I, I work through the process. You know, I'm scared like everybody else, but I sort of say to myself, "Well, what's the worst that can happen?" You know, what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to go home. My wife's there. I've got two beautiful children. What have I got to lose? And that's that's the. For myself, that's the only way that I can probably articulate it because, you know, uh, you, you you might not need to be confident, but you've got to give it a go. You've got to give it a go because you'll you'll never know otherwise. And um, I would just encourage people to, and I think that's partly why I enjoy what I'm doing. I encourage encouraging people to give it a go, encouraging people to try something new, and um, the the energy and the, it's just a different it's a different dynamic, you know. Mm. Um, but we're not all made. We're not all made confident for everything that we do. And that, but I would
0: embrace the learning. I would embrace the learning process, and I would give it a go regardless. And like you said, I think the learning pro- process sometimes is the most exciting stage in terms of yeah. learning new things and, and picking up. And then, just I think you have to get to a point where you've learned enough to then say, "Actually, I can stop moving." Sometimes there's a point where you can continue to learn, but you're not actually moving. You're not creating any action. You're not doing anything. And that yeah, can become stifling. And the other thing mm-hmm. is where you've not learned enough and you start rolling and then you're just winging it where you've not, you don't yeah. know. So there, I think there is a fine line, but also it's something my dad used to say to me in terms of, I'd, you know, if I had an idea or I I'd talked to him about something, he said, if someone else has done it, why can't you? And- Yeah,
1: well, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. Isn't it? It's simplicity of- yeah, yeah human Mm -hmm. beings in terms of if someone else can do it why can't you and it is so true and Mm -hmm. in talking to younger people I'll always try and instill in that that in them to say you're just a little bit behind someone else so someone else moved further down the path and someone else has obviously walked your walk whatever you're planning to whatever you're thinking Mm -hmm. try and draw upon that try and learn about that a little bit but then you have to understand that the world hasn't seen you as an accountant the world hasn't seen you as a shop owner they've seen shop owners that sell clothes but they've not seen you and that's why you'll always be unique and that's why you'll always have your own fingerprint on whatever you do you know
1: yeah
0: and yeah. like no, said, i agree yeah yeah and and like you said it is about instilling a bit of confidence isn't it it's about instilling some some um energy that they can continue to say i don't know but i'll figure it out and that key word of adapting and adapting again and adapting again. As an entrepreneur, you'll know that that's all we do, isn't it? We just learn and yeah. adapt, learn and adapt, evolve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and talk talk it out, talk it out as well. You know, I I
1: think that's one thing that we have to be, we have to learn to do better is to to talk out. If you have self, if you have self doubt, then tell you know, talk out with someone that you trust, and, and you know, don't be scared to to not be the person you know don't be scared to to show a little bit of weakness it's not weakness it's um it's just learning it's just learning you know, and I think it's, a,
0: it's vulnerability as well isn't it and i mm, found that yeah. the more honest and authentic you are um and the more vulnerable you are i think someone else on the other side that's genuinely willing to help sees that and wants to help you more because they're seeing you yeah. Right, right yeah um for sure and i You know, I know when you're younger, there's this whole mask that we wear, isn't it, in terms of being liked and and, and showing that we know and not showing those things. I think as you get older, you'll probably agree with me, as you get older, you're more open to say, you know, I don't know. And maybe I'll give that a try or if I need help, I don't mind reaching out because you know that it's come from a place of, Real, trying to learn and trying to understand something, not trying to be the man. You know, like I'm the man, let me yeah. ask on and be the man, right? So yeah, that's right. So going back to your early days, so I want to talk about young Kevin now yeah yeah I'm still young I'm still only 35 you know? <laughs> I'm only 44 and I'm still considered young. <laughs> you're way younger than me
1: right?
0: uh, 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 so um growing up in your I've got attitude. a
1: beer I've got a beard right now got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: who, who do you think first of all inspired you most when you were younger and what was your younger days like to inspire you to become an entrepreneur when you were older
1: I mean, I, I think in, inspiration, it made, my family essentially, you know, I think that we're that's one thing that I've, again, I'm very grateful for and I'm, I'm very fortunate for is that um, I've always had a stable family home. We've, you know, we've always um, as a family unit, we've always been very strong when I was growing up. Uh, my parents yes, they maybe never had everything, but they certainly um, they certainly encouraged us to to want more and they encouraged us to to try our best, you know, and I think that's, I think that's one thing that we have, certainly, certainly, Scots have, is that they're they're quite a determined bunch, you know. And and in the UK, we we um, you know, we we're we're up against that all the time. And I I think that we that's where my inspiration comes from, have wanting better than I had, wanting better than we had, and wanting more and wanting something different. And I think that's for, it comes from my parents, you know. I don't think it can come from anywhere else because. You it it happens, it happens um, subconsciously. I think being around those environments and you, you, you might not remember the conversation, but there must have been things that were getting said to you as a, at a younger age that have just been instilled in you. and, and certainly that's I, that's, that's where I've sort of um, taken my, my inspiration from, certainly my, my parents, and, more, and wanting more, you know just wanting more than we had. What was the other question, Bavik? Sorry. Um, that's yeah, question. that's
0: fine. And then, do you know you you you've you've stepped into an entrepreneurial journey in terms of you yes doing something. yeah. Where do you think that energy came from?
1: Um, I mean, I can remember I can remember um, entrepreneurial things that I was doing in Scotland when I was young. You know, very at a very young age, and um, you know, I, you'll remember, I'm sure. Um, you know, like they used to do the the play by mail, the soccer, the football play by mail. Uh, yeah. You know the so I remember doing that as a kid, and I, I remember buying a big printer and setting it up myself via Championship Manager in Scotland. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> it. And I remember charging. I remember charging all my friends at school a pound, you know, for for being involved in for being involved in it and getting a trophy and like trying and just creating a little business to earn money at school. And so I, I, it's always been in me. Um, it's always been in me to do those things. Even the paper rounds, you know, I would have. I would rather than have one paper round, I'd have five, and I would you know, a 13 year old, you know, it was just, it's just, and I don't, I, I, it's hard to pinpoint where that comes from. I think it's, it must be, there must be external influences, obviously that that can, you know, there is, there is influences around you that are, um, that are obviously making you, making you that way. I, I I'm competitive, you know, I'm determined. And I, I think that this the football always helped with that because I, I played at a competitive level. So. I think that made me want to be to be as good as I can be and, and make the make the cut and make the grade. Um, but as far as where my entrepreneur sort of traits and, and things come from, I mean, probably my mum. Probably my mum, to be honest. Probably my mum because um, she was always a bit of a chancer, as they would say in Scotland. <laughs> it's a bit of a chancer, and I think maybe that's maybe that's um, not in a not in a bad way, you know, in a nice way, but um so maybe she's you know sort of saying you know kevin i'll give it a shot you know go and try this kevin and see see what happens kevin and you know i guess very similar to what you said and that you know what if somebody else has done it then why can't you or why not just give that a go why not just give that a go and those i can't remember those conversations word for word but i know that they would have been i know that it would have been those conversations take place you know encouragement i think encouragement and um, I think that was always around me. It was something I've been lucky to have. I've also the encouragement from from my family, and I and I still do now, and I still do my own family, and it's it's so valuable, so valuable.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's so like you said, it's so important, especially when you're raising the next generation. So you're you're a dad with two younger children, and it, I've seen it as um almost like our role so we when we were raised like my parents from Indian Africa so they were immigrants into the UK so we were first generation born here so they had a very immigrant mindset in terms of working hard grafting and, yeah. and you know making money last and and taking opportunities and you know, I've been fortunate. My mom came from quite, you uh, know, uh, uh, granddad looked after. Her. He was an entrepreneur as well. And my dad has always been an entrepreneur. So I've got that energy in me. But yeah. moving forward, you know, I think it's our role as parents to be the best role models. We can by the actions that we take. And, the, you know, we can yeah. say one thing, but it's how we live our lives. And that's what our kids see, right? Um So, you know, as a father, as a uh, as a parent, yeah. what do you think, inspires you most today to be the best version of yourself in whichever role you have
1: i mean i think i have to i think i have to be um first of all i want to be present for my children you know i think that's something that i've learned as times went on Um, certainly in the early days of business in particular i was working a lot you know i worked a lot and as times went on i've become it's become more apparent to me how important it is to be present for my for my family and my, and my children. More importantly, and and doing the things, doing the things that maybe I never, my dad, for instance, never had the opportunity to because he was always working. So that might just be dropping my kids off at school. That might be you know taking them to you know piano lessons after school, whatever it may be. And for me, that's one of the, the conscious things that I try to do in terms of my behaviour um is that I make sure that I'm around for those for those things and for the milestones and um you know that for me that make that makes me feel better but I think my kids will remember that in future and I think the other sort of things is the encouragement again I think just encouraging my children to be the best they can be you know and and to be kind I I find myself saying them so often at the moment I keep saying you know they shout at each other and they're is kids I always find my this word kind, I always seem to say be kind to each other. You know, can you just be kind to each other and I'm, and I don't know where that comes from, but it's just those little things and just just being the being a good person and, and good morals. And I think I get I just think kids pick that up. You know, at that age they're like sponges and if you're being the best person you can be um and, and acting behaving properly and having good habits then i think your children will your children will do that as well and that's what gives me the most enjoyment you know that's what gives me the most pleasure is as if as knowing and hoping that my kids turn out to be the best they can be
0: mm-hmm. and you you played an important role in that you know and, and i know yeah. i know we, even with my parents and so my parents i'm i'm 44 years old and I, my parents only live down the road from me so they only live on the next street. Um, and they're still such an important part of my life. You know, even mm. though I'm, you know, I see my parents as real parents. I, I I'll explain that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my dad was a dad and my mom was a mom. You know, I, my dad yeah. would not do sad things and stuff because he's dad. Mm. Whereas yeah. I'm being a dad, I still like meeting up with my friends. I still like to go party and enjoy the weekends, you know, yeah. going out. But when I'm at home, I like being dad. And sometimes I'm like, okay the responsibility of being a parent is huge in terms of bringing up the next generation, but I don't want to take it so seriously sometimes in terms of, you know, we, we have a laugh and a joke, and especially my daughter's now, you know, moving on to 15, it's more become like a friendship and uh we can have a bit of banting a bit of joking i love that but then when you know push comes to shove and you have to make a decision and a choice and be responsible we do that and i'm so yeah. glad we you know i'm allowed to wear the different hats of a friend of a brother of a dad of a you know of a partner of one mm. of the boys whatever it is and wear it without thinking okay because i'm a dad now i can i have to throw my friend's hat off and i can't have any friends because now i'm a dad you know or i'm a husband therefore i can't go out my going out has to go you know and i'm so Mm. glad that now it seems that we have so much more balance about you know those type of things now Talking about, I know you've done a lot, and um, it seems like <laughs> you've tread uh, uh, different paths, and I love that. That's why I love these conversations. Yeah. I love to talking to people that I've, just, that I've seen <laughs> different opportunities, seen different ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you're proud of that no one knows about?
1: Oh, it's interesting one. Proud of that. Look, if the first thing that springs to mind in a in a work environment, again, work being <laughs> business, but. Um, the first thing that springs to mind probably is training, training one of the sales staff, having bringing on. We I actually brought someone on um, off the tools, carpenter. You know, been a carpenter since day dot back in Scotland, and he actually moved here and he worked for us for a long time. So one thing that makes me proud is um, the actual the change in him in terms of how much the training and the effort that I put into. From to learn to become to play a different part in the business and the success of it—that's one thing that makes me very proud in, in a business environment. Um, and look, the other, the second thing that makes me probably proud in a personal context is is um, my family. And again, I'm I, I, I think it's so important to have. I mean, I'm talking about my own family here in Australia, but it's so important to have a stable base because that's what makes me proud. Because that gives you the Yes, the stability, but it gives you the confidence to be able to go and try new things because you know that at the end of the day, as I said before, what's the worst that can happen? I'm still going to go home and see my lovely wife and I'm still going home to go home and see my children and that that's what makes me proud because that does give me the luxury to be able to do some of the things that I'm doing and and I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of our relationship as a family.
0: And it's so important and something you've just picked on and it just lit me up inside in terms of when you said a good, strong foundation. So you know, when you say you talk about relationships, so it's people around you, the energy, financially. You know, all mm. these things create your foundation, right? And when that's strong and stable, you don't have to panic about anything, right? So, and no. things it's going to take a bit of time. Let it take time. You know, you know whatever it is, rather than making panic decisions. And I know I've been in that situation many many years ago over a decade ago where financially i was not in a good place and some of the decisions you make are com- with complete panic you know um you flip to think okay if that's going to bring a bit of money let me just do that or let me just do that let me just do that and mm-hmm. i learned so much from that and i i almost treat it like oxygen underwater you know if you're swimming yeah, yeah. water you start flapping don't you to try and get up yeah, yeah, yeah. because if yeah. someone puts an oxygen tank on your back you can enjoy the water, you can swim, and you can see where you're going. Yep. And, I, yep. you know, it's so important to have that foundation that, like you said, you can have the privilege of time, space, and um, choice to say, actually, what, how do I feel I'm going to be the best version of myself? Or what kind of things can I try that maybe just let me give it a go, like you said? Or actually, I want to think about this even more because I know it'll make so much difference to other people.
1: Now and having the enc- having the encouragement, Babak, as yeah. well. You know, having the having the encouragement, having that that shot that you know that and um, someone in the corner fighting for you when you come home. You know, it's important. It's um, it's so valuable, so valuable.
0: I I, I agree. Now something um, I want to shift the uh, podcast a little bit. Yeah. Now, um, in terms of, I want to do a quick fire ten question round. Okay, so some, this is Most, something new. Yeah that brought in just to lighten the mood a little bit and just to see the real Kevin, even the same so yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. do is I'm going to give you 10 quick questions. And those questions yeah. are not relevant to anything. They're just, just ways you think. Just whatever answer comes up first, I just want you to answer with that. Even though a lot of the time a lot of people have done this, it's like it doesn't make any sense why the answer came up, but is
1: it one word answers or what is it? No, 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 no. no.
0: You can you no, no, no. so when you answer the question, just answer All it right. the best way you can with whichever okay. whichever way you want to do, it, okay? And it's Whoa. ten questions. So let's go from here. Okay. So we're gonna start now. Yeah. Cool. Okay. If you could be world famous for one day what would be what would it be for and why It would be for being being a good person genuine
1: person and someone that that's approachable and and easy to deal with um and why would i want to be that way because that's the way that that's the way
0: that i am and that's the way i want to be remembered perfect if you could access a time machine where would you go and why
1: Oh, <laughs> tough one. I'd like to. I'd like to go back to my. I'd like to go back to my childhood, and actually see what type of person I was, and see see the see what influences I was having around me that I'm not aware of now. But you know, I'd I'd like to go back and see that. I'd like to actually see if if how I've changed.
0: Because I'm sure we've built in a lot of filters, and there's so many things we can't remember. Or the yeah. way we'd like to be seen, we remember <laughs> as opposed to the way it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah
0: okay what what is your favourite cuisine Indian food brilliant Indian so you, food, you, you come down
1: for dinner Down time. anytime then <laughs> definitely i was just thinking that as I say that I'm thinking God there's in Leeds where you are I said it's probably some of the best curries <laughs> around probably, to be honest <laughs> what was the last film you watched oh god yeah, I watched a film with the kids recently, and it was called Yesterday. Um, Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Garner and somebody else. Said the premise was mum and dad, were a family, of four kids, and the mum was um, being portrayed as you know a bit of a Nazi in the house, saying no to the kids all the time. Then they meet someone at school, and they um, they talk about this thing Yesterday. So for one day. The parents have to say yes to everything, and the kids get to. Get so my kids, my kids loved it. They thought it was absolutely hilarious.
0: What is your? So dream we had we, we, had, we had a no day. We had a no day. The day after. I think it's more no days than yesterdays days now. Yeah, yeah. It is. What What is your dream car?
1: Oh, dream car. Um that's a tricky one really I don't, I don't um, if I had to choose one let's say let's see, a Lamborghini
0: a red when one. I dance when I dance <laughs> I
1: look like when I dance I look like oh when I
0: dance I look like I'm having fun <laughs> if you could go anywhere in the world where would you go and why? At this moment in time,
1: I would love to just come back to Scotland, to be honest, and, um, and see my family, you know, and see my, see my parents and, and um, just check in with them. They've had a hard time, you know, as, yeah. as you guys have as well in, in England. And so at the moment, if I had to choose, that's where I'd like to go, if the, if the restrictions were lifted. Um, definitely back home.
0: If you could go, I'm um, sorry, are you a morning or a night person?
1: Definitely a morning person. Um I'm an early riser, I'm a four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning riser. I like to exercise in the morning and I love to
0: get out of my system and clear my head and start a day fresh, ready to take on the world. Sounds sounds similar to me. My first two hours of the day from five to seven in the morning are the best time in terms of no one's yeah. I just work on yeah. myself and new things. So yeah, I fully agree with that. Um who is your favorite superhero and why? Superhero. I'd have
1: to say I'd have to say Superman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'd love to say superman because it's
1: first of all i would love to fly it'd be an awesome. awesome i could probably just fly to scotland let's <laughs> you know, that you could ask me another question i can go somewhere else but um yeah i'd like superman love to because i'd love, love to fly and have a dual identity as well how cool would that be
0: yeah and um <laughs> and and no airport security to get through either right
1: that's right, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. As long as you've not got kryptonite, you'll be fine. Yeah.
0: And if you could write a book about your life, what would it be called?
1: Oh, good. I was thinking. I was. I was thinking about writing a book at the moment. I was and I was actually. I told my wife, and I said, "I'm going to call it Business Bollocks." <laughs> 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 but that would be, and that would be because I think there's a lot of business bollocks but that's that's a different that's a different book to what you're asking so if I was to write about my life what would I write about what would I call it it would be something it would be something to do with um would have to have the word journey in it and it'd have to have the word fun in it because at the moment I'm on a journey and at the moment I'm having fun
0: and what what more could you ask for right it looks like the universe has given you a good set of cards to play with here. so yeah for now <laughs> for now yeah and, and like you said anything can change but i've always believed like my dad always, always said if you have a positive mindset you know it doesn't matter what hurdle comes in front of you and, and the word problem if we switch it to the word puzzle the brain mm. will work out a solution always as opposed yeah. to yeah. That's very wise right? yeah now a couple more questions, Kevin, um, so that cool. listeners can get. I enjoyed them. They were good. Yeah, <laughs> it was real fun, right? <laughs> just yeah, lighten yeah, the it mood a little bit. Exactly. It was good. It was now, good. And, and no other podcast are going to ask you any of those things. So there you go. So <laughs> somebody remember you. Yeah. yeah. It
1: was, uh, yeah.
0: So um, just a couple more questions, so that listeners get a little bit of a deeper understanding about you and how you think. Yeah. Now yeah, we're no going to fast forward 100 years into the future, uh, where you're in the last moments of your life now you don't have enough energy to speak, but you have enough energy to write down three words. Now, these three words have helped you, and they've helped you all your life, and they resonated with you, and you hope by sharing them, they can help the other people on this that are listening. What would those three words be for you? Family, be the first one. Um,
1: fun, second one. And, and time. Time. They would be the three.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell by just even this short time with you, though. They, they they resonate deep with you. I can already tell. So, thank
1: yeah, you for and, that. and they go they go hand they go hand in hand as well. Yeah. You know, they go to get, they go together. It's,
0: it's certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly, family and fun do. <laughs> yeah. And then, obviously, time is our most precious resource, right? So, yeah, respect yeah. that as well. Um, and. This podcast is called bigger than the hustle and right now you're bigger than the world. Um, so I've got a mic that's hooked up to 7.58 billion people on this planet. They can all listen, they can all hear you. They're all listening, they're all awake. There's no language barrier and they're all conscious. Now, if I handed this mic over to you for the next 30 seconds, what would your message be to the world? It would
1: be to to give thing give things a go, you know, regardless what's happening and regardless of what's what's going on around you um, to to be your best self and to give everything a, give everything a bash, as you say in Scotland, give it a bash, give it a try and see what it takes
0: you. Mm. And, that's, and that's the energy I get from you and it seems like your whole life you've used that message on yourself um, and by sharing it, like yeah. you said, you're sharing your insights. So um, thank you for that. Now, at this juncture, um, oh. Kevin, I'd just like to thank you. Thank you so much for your authentic answers. Thank you for turning up in the world you, the way you do and the way you share your light and the way you help people um, locally to you and obviously now internationally um, I wish you all the best for everything you're doing hopefully we can then like I said come out of this pandemic and I may even come over to Australia so would awesome. love to yeah. sort of meet up and, and uh, exchange ideas from there and yeah for sure and if there's anything you need help and support with over this side or anything you know in terms of your business and your journey please just reach out to me and I will do everything I can or connect you with the people that may be able to help you better than I can. So thank you so much. Just before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? No, look, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity, Bhavik.
1: I, I, uh, I actually, I, I just love conversation. You know, I love chatting to people. I think that so much can be learned from conversation and in this forum, um, it's you know, albeit it's different with the whole Zoom thing and with had lockdown, but I, I love conversation and I think it can lead to so many things. And that's why that's why I do a lot of the things that I'm doing out with the business stuff. And I'm, I'm just enjoying it. I'm just
0: enjoying it. And I'm enjoy, I've enjoyed having a chat with you. You know, It's been awesome. It's been good fun. Perfect. Now, what I'll do is I'll um, put Kevin's details on the show notes. So if you want to reach out to him, if there's anything you'd like to share with him or you'd like some help from him for anything, I'm sure he'll be happy to help anyone that's out there. And like I said, he's a similar person to me in terms of enjoying conversations and enjoying understanding the importance of, you know, good conversation with the right people to move our life forward and help each other. So again, Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you for your time giving up today, Um, especially now it's the evening. So you can go and enjoy the time with your, your (laughs) wife. Thank you. No worries, Alex. Thanks. I was the host of this podcast, Bigger Than the Hustle, and I'm Bhavik Patel. And just a few thoughts to leave you with before we go. Big energy leads to big thoughts. Big thoughts lead to big ideas. Big ideas lead to big actions. And big actions lead to a big life. So keep thinking big. Until next week, goodbye.